Welcome to another Live with Roy interview where you can listen in absolutely free as I, Roy Furr, interview the world's leading experts on information marketing and publishing, internet marketing, copywriting, selling, business success, and a whole lot more. You can browse the entire Live with Roy archives, download past calls, and join us to get first priority notification as soon as new interviews are available, all by visiting www.livewithroy.com. Again, the address is www.livewithroy.com. Now let's tune in for another exciting interview. Today's interview is going to be completely different uh, than most Live with Roy interviews you've heard so far in two ways specifically. Uh, number one, it's our first ever in-person Live with Roy interview. So if it sounds a little bit different, it's because we're using a mic here on the table in front of us and I'm not on the phone with my guest. Uh, and the, the, the second big difference is it's about a different topic than we've ever covered on Live with Roy. It's not a, a more traditional route to, to direct marketing or business success, but a route that will be both fulfilling for you as a person and beneficial to you in terms of career success, whether you're a professional, uh, a consultant, or a business owner. So let's talk a little bit about our guest before I introduce him. First off, he's local here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, and I met him at the Fuse co-working space where we're recording this interview right now. He's also actively involved and I see him around quite a bit in the, in the rapidly growing local entrepreneurial community we have here in Lincoln. Uh, and he's also a bit of a local celebrity among not-for-profit organizations uh, because he specializes in helping nonprofits achieve greater mission impact, uh, do what they do as a nonprofit organization even better, and also helps the people inside those nonprofits who run the, the, the organizations enjoy more personal fulfillment from their work. Uh, he's the author of two books, The Nonprofit Book of Awesome, which I love the title, by the way. Uh, it's 25 Tips for Achieving Greater Mission Impact and Personal Fulfillment. And also the soon-to-be-published Leadership Pairs for Mission Impact, Effective Nonprofit Board President Chief Executive Partnerships. Uh, so a quick run-through of organizations, both nonprofit and for-profit, that have turned to our guests to help them develop strategies to not only meet but exceed their goals and do it in a way that uh, makes them feel good about their everyday as well. Uh, big Brothers, Big Sisters, Brain Injury Association of Kansas and Greater Kansas City, Brain Injury Association in Nebraska, Center for Rural Entrepreneurship, Child Advocacy Center, Goodwill Industries, Heartland Council of Community Foundations, Hope Center for Kids, Human Services Federation, Kearney Area Community Foundation, KZUM 89.3 FM radio station, Link, the Lincoln American Marketing Association, uh, Lincoln Arts Council, Lincoln Lancaster County Habitat for Humanity, Lincoln's Young Professionals Group, Nebraska Community Foundation, NeighborWorks America, NeighborWorks Lincoln, State Farm Insurance, and Turbine Digital, uh, and I'm sure the list is, is longer than that as well. Uh, but today we're not going to be talking about how specifically to run a nonprofit. Today, we're going to be talking about how you, uh, my listener uh, of Live with Roy, in the private for-profit sector, if that's where you work, or you know, if you're a nonprofit as well, this will apply, but how you can improve your career and grow your business by getting out of your business and taking a leadership role within a nonprofit organization as part of their board of directors. And this has two huge benefits. We're going to go into a lot more detail in a moment, uh, but first, you can do the good that you want to do in the world uh, within this role. And second, you can fast track your career and business growth, both in the experience you gain and in the context you make. So without any further ado, I'd like to welcome John Fulwider of John Fulwider Coaching, Speaking, and Consulting. Welcome, John. 
Thanks so much, Roy. It is fantastic to be here. I'm really honored by the invitation. Excellent. Well, uh, the, way, the way that we, we came together and, and, and decided to do this is I actually attended this presentation. You do this for, uh, for people locally here, and I just thought that it was, it was great content, and I, I thought it would be particularly valuable to, to Live with Roy listeners um, to, to be able to experience it as well. Um, so before we dig into what we're going to talk about today, I want to say that we're going to be working from a workbook, and it's a workbook that you put together for your presentation, um, and you've you've uh, you've offered to share that to live with Roy listeners. Um, so if you're listening to this interview on the site, uh, the link is below the interview. Uh, in the list of links, it'll be the first link there. And if not, I've, I've uh, made a special URL for you to just get the PDF directly. You go to livewithroy.com slash nonprofit workbook. And that's all one word, all lowercase, nonprofit workbook. So livewithroy.com slash nonprofit workbook. All right. So, John, with all that, let's dive in and let's talk about uh, how to advance your career through board service. Uh, so how do we, how do we come to this? Like what brought this, what brought this presentation together quickly before we dive into the content? You know, the overall concept that I'd, I'd really like to, uh, get across as we go through the workbook is that it really is possible to do well by doing good. Um, I'm going to kind of cover for you, uh, a three-step process by which you can use not-for-profit board service to uh, to really advance your career, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna really show you how you can do that with integrity and change the world um, at the same time. Awesome, excellent. Um, I think that's I think that's one of the things. Well, we're gonna get into this, um, but that's one of the things that I really appreciate. This is 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 it is it, it's it seems to have a. Uh, a more holistic focus of of um, the priorities of, of doing good in the world and doing well for yourself. Um, so let's let's dive into the workbook. Uh, page one, um, you talk about you know just the overview of what we're going to learn and, and two things that jump out at me are are are, are those two reasons that you were talking about. Um, so do you want to address kind of this this uh, dual purpose of of serving on a board? Absolutely. It really is, first of all, all about the mission. If you're not rabidly passionate about the mission of a not-for-profit organization, don't join that organization's board. You're going to be occupying a slot on that board that others could fill to, uh, to great effect. Um, and this is, this is sort of uh, part one of the three-step model is identifying a nonprofit organization you're truly passionate about, whose mission you really care about. And then through a couple of other steps that we'll talk about, you actually end up developing leadership skills that as a happy consequence of being of service to others allow you to also succeed in your day job, in your entrepreneurship, perhaps in your consulting work. Okay, so this is this is kind of new to me, and I'm I'm not yet a member of, of any board. But you personally are a member of I know at least one uh, nonprofit board in sure. town here, right? <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, I have been uh, a board member and board president of a not for profit board, the American Society for Public Administration, 
which promotes excellence in public and nonprofit administration and provides networking opportunities uh, for those professionals. Okay. I'm not currently leading a board, although you could say my involvement in downtown Lincoln Rotary number 14 uh, is board service itself because we have a number of working committees uh, that do many of the same things uh, okay. that a, a full governing board would do. Okay. Um, so you, you were brought to those both, uh, both out of, out of passion for what the organizations were doing, um, and perhaps for, for, for some personal benefit as well, right? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, in the case of, uh, the American Society for Public Administration, uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a recovering academic, uh, if you, uh, if you will, uh, I, uh, I used to be a, uh, a political scientist, uh, taught, uh, political science, uh, and I've also, I've also worked in public service before. So the combination of, uh, of those two, plus just a, a real genuine appreciation for the hard work our public servants, uh, do, yeah. uh, every day really led me to want to make, uh, that contribution. And then, uh, you know, probably uh, as far as Rotary goes, uh, my my two greatest uh, passions b- besides helping charities are uh, are, are communities and uh, kids. And yeah. so Rotary fourteen really its its local work is focused on being of service in the community. We do a, a number of infrastructure projects and service projects that make Lincoln, Nebraska, a better place to okay. live, work, and play. So. That's the passion for that organization. Okay. Well, excellent. Well, let's let's kind of dive into this. Um, the 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 first of the the two parts there um, is 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 finding a mission. So um, let's talk about uh, you know why first off why does why does the mission of the organization have to come first? Like as you're thinking about this. Um, you know, advancing your career through board service, uh, which, which sounds very selfish, I guess. Why does the mission have to come first? Well, absolutely. Um, it, indeed, uh, indeed, uh, advancing your career through board service does uh, does sound selfish. And you know, the uh, the title of uh, my workbook, as your as your uh, listeners can see, is advancing your career through board service. And and that title is. Uh, intentionally uh meant to be uh provoking and it's to it's to grab your interest uh, in material but but really the 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 message is that in everything that a not-for-profit organization does in everything that a not-for-profit director does it really is all about the mission um legally there's actually um in a lot of states in 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 not-for-profit rules and regulations directors have kind of a legal and fiduciary responsibility to be loyal to the mission it's called the duty of loyalty um and so you're not only responsible for being loyal to the mission it's really the only acceptable acceptable thing for uh for a director is to be loyal to the mission uh, your your sort of number one responsibility as a as a director of a not-for-profit organization is to lead from the organization's mission as often as possible and uh, lead back to the mission whenever necessary. Okay. So even if I, even if I'm coming to it, um, like, like me and a lot of my listeners are, are, 
um, either in marketing or entrepreneurs themselves. And so we may come to it from from maybe a, a marketing perspective. Like I, I, I feel like I could go into a large number of nonprofits out there and really help them, you know, find new supporters and, and, and put their mission out there into the world. Um, or, you know, an entrepreneur that may be more experienced in, in running a business or, um, you know, somebody who's coming to it from kind of a, a like a CPA background or something like that um, may, may, may come to it and say, well, I could be really great with the finances. Um, but what, what we need to think about, I guess, in, in, in terms of that is, is we may, we may come to it with these skills. Um, but if we don't, if we don't have that mission as our focus, finding, finding the, um, the, the specific organization that, that we actually feel passionate about helping, we're, we're not, doing them a great service even if we're coming with a certain set of skills that may may be helpful in the in the short term right so yeah i'd agree um you know what you're what you're talking about is something uh, people like me would call skills-based volunteering where you are bringing specific marketing knowledge specific accounting knowledge to help a not-for-profit that needs that and it's it's actually possible and helpful to do that sort of skills-based volunteering to contribute your marketing knowledge, your entrepreneurial talent, uh, your accounting skills to a nonprofit organization whose mission you care about. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to be on the board of directors to do that. But if you join the board of directors, you can contribute your skills and you can contribute your leadership in a way that will develop and strengthen your own leadership skills in a way that will redound to your benefit, will help you be a better entrepreneur, a better employee, um, a better independent consultant. Okay. Well, awesome. Let's let's dive in, and, and this is all kind of uh, bird's eye view. Um, let's dive in because one of the things that I really like about this workbook and the presentation, well, is that this is a workbook. It's not just talking about ideas. Um, so. Well, well, if people actually want to take the time to fill out this, the worksheets, I would encourage them to do so. We're not going to build time for that into, into the recording. Um, but let's talk about – just go through the mission worksheet on page four real quick and, 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 and take us through how to use this to identify organizations um, that, that, that we would be a good fit in terms of mission. Absolutely. So this worksheet is really intended to start you fresh, give you a brand new set of ideas about places in the world where you might make a contribution, where you might find an organization whose mission you truly care about. So question number one, what five things do you want to change about the world? My answers, for instance, would be Um, I want all families to have better access to care that would give them a fighting chance at succeeding with breastfeeding. Okay, that really mattered to my family. There was a local nonprofit organization here in Lincoln, Nebraska, Milkworks, that provides no-cost or low-cost access to moms and dads who want to succeed at breastfeeding their child. So that's one thing I'd like to change about the world. I would like that to be available to more people. Another issue I'm passionate about, 
child sex trafficking. I just want that to end. I yeah. want that change made in the world. And so if I were looking for a place to volunteer my, my talents, develop my leadership, I might look to Tiny Hands International, which is a, a global non-government organization that conveniently enough is based here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. I use a lot of Lincoln, Nebraska examples because I'm a gigantic Lincoln partisan. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's certainly where, where you're at in the, in the world and it's, it's the people that you know, it's, um, which helps too. So, um, so let's, let's, let's talk about, uh, number that kind of took us through all three questions pretty quickly, but, um, as, as I'm going through this, and I wish I'd kept my, my original one where I had all these things filled out, um, but it's one thing to look at, okay, what do I want to change about the world? You know, I'm, I'm interested in, in say, um, fostering startup communities. Um, well, what the next question is, is, you know, turning that around, how, how can we make that happen? You know, what, what can be done to foster startup communities? Um, and it could be connecting startup communities around the world so that they can talk to each other. Um, and then I could go out with question number three and actually look at, look for folks that are doing that or, um, you know, obviously folks can go through these on, on their own, but, but, uh, there's, there's kind of a rotation in perspective there from what do you want to change to, uh, what actions will make that happen. So, um. You know, if, if, if you're listening, uh, it's a good time to pause and fill out uh, the mission worksheet on page four, and we can go on from here. Absolutely. All right. Um, so now let's talk about the selfish part about this. Um, you know, and, and, and I, I say that jokingly because most listeners are involved in marketing and, and, and selling, and, and, uh, and, and we know that if we want to appeal to people, we should appeal to the selfish stuff, even if we're trying to get them to, to work towards a greater good. So... Um, but what are the different ways, like how you, you touched on, on developing leadership skills and thing like things like that, but, but how are, how are you benefited by, um, being on a board, being on a nonprofit board? One of the key things for, that's a benefit of serving, uh, leading on a nonprofit board is that you get leadership opportunities early on that you may not get for five, 10, 15 years in sort of your day job. Okay. Yeah. Um, you may be, um, a marketer, uh, employed, uh, at, uh, at a company, uh, that has hundreds, if not thousands of employees and has a very clear leadership hierarchy. And you just need to do your time there in order to get promoted to the point where you'll be, facilitating uh, working group meetings, where you'll be leading strategic planning, where you will be hiring and supporting, um, you know, uh, managers of entire business lines, which is sort of roughly equivalent to uh, uh, hiring and supporting the CEO of a nonprofit. You may be an individual entrepreneur, and this whole climbing the corporate hierarchy thing may not apply to you. But if you're an individual entrepreneur, you at some point, if you develop your business beyond simply a lifestyle business into something that's scalable and maybe sellable, you will need to hire people. 
And at some point, you will need to put in place some professional leadership of that organization by you um, and by some professionals who work with you in helping lead your team. And so all of the leadership skills that you develop as a nonprofit director can directly apply to making you ready to provide that leadership in your day job, whatever it be. Okay. Um, well, that's excellent. So there, there are benefits whether you are, are kind of inside a, 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 a organizational or corporate hierarchy uh, in, in terms of pushing you up in leadership uh, experience. And um, you, you talked about, uh, you know, entrepreneurs understanding how, um, you know, once I, once I gain leadership experience through being on board, um, let's say if I'm a consultant or individual professional, it gives me experience to go and build my company. And, and there's also, um, there's also, uh, benefits in terms of networking and connecting. Is that right? Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, in a lot of communities, uh, uh, not-for-profit board service is something that is done by the leaders in the community. Yeah, It's the successful people who are seeking to make a difference for their community, for their career, for their employers, and mm-hmm. indeed for the charitable organizations that they serve. You're going to encounter in not-for-profit board service a lot of really smart really passionate, action-oriented people. And that can't help but help you because yeah. you'll be inspired and you'll be pulled up to their level of, of energy and intellect and uh, impulse toward action. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, well, let's let's talk, uh, let's, let's turn this around and um, you have this, this, uh, this thing about lead from your strengths here. It's a sidebar on page five. Um, can you describe that just briefly and, and why it's so so important? Um, yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the Gallup organization, which is, wait for it, based in Nebraska, <laughs> was actually a sort of strength psychology started here in Lincoln, Nebraska, at the University of Nebraska, Lincoln. Yeah. Again, I'm a gigantic Lincoln partisan. The, the Gallup uh, uh, Strengths Finder uh, uh, program, uh, uh, a lot of your listeners may be familiar with the 34 uh, Gallup strengths like, uh, like Achiever, Woo, Input, um, Maximizer, that sort of thing. Those, those words may be familiar to, uh, to your listeners. Um, one thing that, uh, that, that Gallup has, uh, has done is uh, summarized those 34 strengths into four leadership strengths domains, okay? okay, which are executing, influencing, relationship building, and strategic thinking. And so executors are those people who know how to make things happen. They can catch an idea and make it a reality. Influencers are the people who help a project team, for instance, or a board of directors in this case, reach a much broader audience to ensure your mission and your message in this case is heard. The relationship builders are the ones who knit the team internally together so that they're more effective. And finally, the strategic thinkers are the ones who can clearly envision an ideal future and uh, plan a way to get there. Okay. Well, excellent. Um, So, so, the reason that you have this in here is um, 
because it, it gives me, if I'm thinking about doing this, it gives me a context for, okay, you know, these four things need to happen. There, there needs to be leaders in these four domains within uh, this nonprofit organization. Um, how can I help? Like, where are my strengths uh, most suited to helping? Um, and so, so there's there's benefit to the nonprofit, right? If I'm if I'm showing up saying, listen, you know, I I may in particular be able to to help lead from the context of influencing the community to rally around the mission. Is that is that a fair way to to think about this and to use it? Definitely, um, it's a benefit to a nonprofit organization. It's a benefit to any organization when a prospective leader shows up having identified her or his strengths when she or he knows what her natural talents are uh, uh, and doesn't try to remediate or push up against her or his weaknesses but rather operates from strengths okay one other point i'd really quickly make is that is that boards or leadership teams yeah in my conception of them and when you have leadership teams that operate from their strengths, where the strongest person takes the lead on uh, uh, performing one or more of the, the 10 basic responsibilities that boards have, it's a better idea than trying to have every board member individually be well-rounded. Uh, as uh, some, of the, uh, some of the authors from, uh, from Gallup, Tom Rath and Barry Conkey, uh, right, uh, individuals don't need to be well-rounded, but teams should be, and Absolutely. boards are leadership teams. Excellent. Um, well, I have one more thing because because we've talked about kind of the positives and um, where we like uh, you know where where we can help out um, uh, in the in the it's about me section or it's about you. Um, how do I know if I'm qualified to actually serve on a board? Well, that's a great question, Roy. Um, you can ask the board <laughs> yeah. what sorts of uh, what sorts of talents and backgrounds they are in need of right now. And actually, if the board has a ready answer for you, that's a good sign. Okay. Um, the The reality in uh, in nonprofit organizations is they come in all sizes and shapes. They also come in a variety of uh, what I would say, what I would call organizational capacity levels. Okay. And the organizations that are at the lower end of the organizational capacity scale have a fog the mirror test for. <laughs> Board directors, essentially, uh, if you uh, uh, emit breath sufficient to fog a mirror, they will take you as a director. Um, The higher capacity organizations have uh, lengthy nominating processes and they have full-fledged applications and they kind of expect you to prove up by volunteering in a non-board role before they will consider nominating you for election to the full board. Now, I don't want to, in saying this, discourage your listeners from considering some of the younger, smaller, more scrappy organizations, because those can be fulfilling opportunities to really make a difference in the world. I would just caution you, your listeners, to look at those opportunities with their eyes wide open. And okay. see if that's a match for 
their talent? Are you a person who's passionate about really early stage startup for-profit organizations? Well, then you might want to work with a lower capacity nonprofit organization that's just starting up or is after a long time still struggling to get its feet under itself. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's fair. Um, walk me through really quickly the the it's about you worksheet on page six and how how to use that to identify you know what strengths I bring and what how I can help uh, using those strengths. Sure. Well, let me say that uh, ideally you would already know your Gallup Strengths Finder strengths, um, and you would uh, be able to identify where your strengths fall most. If you're if you're more an executor, you're more an influencer, you're more a relationship builder, you're more a strategic thinker. But if you don't already know that, you know, just kind of take a guess. You can uh, from the uh, chart on uh, page five. You can you can pretty much surmise whether you know you're a doer, an influencer, a team builder, or a strategic thinker. I mean, most of us sort of know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a gut level. Think about which leadership strength that you use most in your day job. Kind of describe how you use that strength and then use that insight to think about which leadership strength do you need to develop to be most effective in board service. It could be that leadership strength that you use most in your day job. It could be a different one. But try to imagine how you would develop that strength through board service. First of all, in order to best be of service to advancing the mission, yeah. okay? But second of all, if as a happy consequence, developing that leadership strength helps you succeed more in your day job, then again, that's a happy byproduct okay. of the work that you're doing to change the world. Excellent. And then on uh, question five there is, is 12 kind of common tasks that uh, you've identified uh, as 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 things that you may have to do as a board member. Sure. And and so that gives you kind of a tangible uh, way to think about how you might be applying your skills there. Um, this this what to expect page ha- uh, on page seven for people who are following along um, had a couple things that really jumped out at me as as interesting. First off is is. Um, understanding the, the the quantity of service required um, you know in terms of our commitments can you describe that a little bit like if I if I join a board if I join an average board you know obviously there's going to be a lot of variation but if I join an average board um, what's my commitment if you join an average board you should expect to commit about 75 to 100 hours per year okay, okay. now that is not solely sitting in board meetings. Okay, yeah. I want to be really clear about that because that would just be awful yeah. to be in board meetings for 75. It'd be awful to be in any sort of meeting yeah. uh, for 75 to uh, 100 hours uh, per year. This is um, attending board meetings. This is importantly preparing for the board meetings by, by reading up on the material the organization will provide you in what's typically called the board packet. It's got financial information. It's got a report from the chief executive about what's going on in the organization. It maybe has committee reports on the progress the board's various committees have made toward uh, taking action on the strategic goals uh, of the organization. And also, typically on average, it is work that you do on a board committee. And that work is sort of separate from attending the main 
uh, board of directors meeting, which, you know, typically can happen about every other month is one of the more common frequencies. Okay. So expect maybe a couple hours a week, six to eight hours a month. Um, and that's a, it's a mix of tasks. It's not one eight hour meeting every month. It really is a mix of tasks. And for those of your listeners out there who enjoy reading and who enjoy thinking and enjoy asking questions, I mean, you can fulfill one of your most key responsibilities as a board member simply by reading the board packet carefully and preparing good questions Boards uh, boards achieve their responsibility of uh, maintaining the public's trust in nonprofit organizations in large part by just asking questions. Yeah. And so, if you're good at at formulating questions, you're a long, you've gone a long way toward being an effective board member. Excellent. So, listeners, um, I. A fairly decent percentage of my listeners are consultants in one way, shape, or form, and that's a lot of what we do in our in our day jobs. So those skills will apply in this. Now, I was surprised it jumped out at me that um, the the average board size for for a not for profit is is sixteen people. Um, that seems very large when I think about an entrepreneurial organization, which often has a couple people running it. You know, maybe even one person. It's kind of a top down management structure, um, but. But, you know, if I'm getting involved, what I should expect is that there are a large number of roles on the board and, and, and we're going to fulfill a large number of tasks. That's right. You've really gotten that one of the key advantages of a large board is that there are a number of roles on the board. Typically, larger boards are going to have more committees. Each committee and, and, and each committee has more members that give you a more direct way to have an impact on the mission through the committee. You know, you would be one voice out of three or four on a committee instead of one voice out of eight or 10 or 12 or 16 on the full board. And so just your ability to use your skills, whether it's that marketing skill, that entrepreneurial talent, that uh, those uh, that accounting knowledge that we referenced earlier, or if it's your ability to to show leadership by facilitating a committee meeting, really driving a group from ideas to action, you'll simply have more opportunities to do that if there are more committees, and more committees are generally associated with larger board sizes. Yeah, and larger organizations that are that are that are having a broader impact within the community. Absolutely. And again, that didn't that shouldn't dissuade you from selecting the small scrappy organization that has a board of six. Yeah. It's just a variable you should consider when you're matching your strengths and talents and passions to an organization. Absolutely. Um, now just let's really quickly address age because um you know as we're sitting across the table from each other neither of us have gray hair yet um we're we're both fairly young i i don't know your exact age and i don't really need to know it but um when i think of you know boards for anything i think of you know folks who are getting up there in age and that's largely the case but but boards do need younger people like like me and like you I believe that they do, uh, you know, and to uh, give you a hint at my age, Roy, I'll just say I am the 12% uh, 
you know, if you uh, if you look at uh, that chart there, uh, board members 30 through 39 constitute 12 percent of uh, directors uh, on average nationally. I'm somewhere uh, uh, in that uh, in that domain. Um, you know, age diversity really is um, a, a sore spot for uh, for nonprofit uh, governance, and it's a it's a challenge that's difficult to overcome because of the time commitment that we mentioned earlier. You know, a lot of people who are younger have young families, and so their ability to after work go to an additional meeting that you know even if the meeting only lasts an hour it's going to be two hours when you count in travel time and so forth uh, their ability to volunteer for that is just constrained by the demands of getting the kids to bed and uh, and doing your uh, your other responsibilities to your family yeah. um a lot of uh, uh not-for-profit board members as your readers can see from the chart in the workshop are people who typically would be of an age where they'd be empty nesters. They don't have uh, children at home at all, or certainly not young children, so they've yeah. got more time. You know, another thing that really causes a lack of age diversity on boards is how sort of, um, you know, uh, material prosperity and it's discretionary time is kind of correlated with age. As you get older, you know, you get positions of more responsibility and more freedom that give you more discretion with your time so that you can volunteer for boards. Um, and they, uh, you know, they also give you uh, the higher uh, incomes that allow you to be more flexible with your time. Okay, okay. But but being young shouldn't, I guess, then dissuade folks from, from stepping up and volunteering because uh, younger folks can can provide different insight and different impact within the organization they truly can okay well let's let's dive into the the 10 privileges and because time flies by so fast um i want to kind of go through these uh fairly quickly um can you can you talk about the 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 10 privileges and and um Sure. I'll yeah. just, uh, for the sake of time, I'll just summarize them down to three. Okay. Um, as, your, as your listeners can see in the first column there on page eight, uh, it really is possible to summarize the 10 basic privileges of nonprofit uh, board leadership into three. One is provide strategic leadership. And this just goes back to the mission. It really is all about the mission. And our role as directors is to lead everyone forward from the mission as often as possible and back to the mission whenever necessary. Okay. What I mean by that back to the mission thing is uh, your listeners, when they serve as directors, will encounter the concept of mission creep. You know, we're always chasing after funds after that next grant that is a little bit different from what our core competency is, what our real strength yeah. is. And we're like, oh, we can do that for that $5,000 grant. And then we create this new program and everything. And we've gone far afield from our mission, what we're really good at. And then the grant goes away. And that's just bad for the organization to have created that new program and then have no funding for it. So let's be diligent. Let's be disciplined. Let's stick to our mission what we're good at, what our unique contribution is to changing our little portion of the world. Okay. Um, ensuring abundant resources, that's a summary item number two. And uh, that just means um, uh, being on board financially with the organization. Uh, a common expectation uh, when you serve as a, as a director is that that 
organization will be at the top of your charts in terms of your personal philanthropy and that you'll make a personally meaningful financial contribution to the organization. But this also means ensuring abundant resources in the form of a well-selected and well-supported CEO who can go on to uh, ensure the abundant resources of her or his team. And it also means uh, the public's high regard for your organization. And you as a board member can ensure the abundant resource of high public regard for your organization simply by speaking well of your organization in public whenever you get the chance. And finally, really quickly, provide oversight. And that just covers the duties of care, loyalty, and obedience. You need to act with ordinary and reasonable care. You need to be loyal to the mission and not do anything contrary to the mission. Um, and, uh, and, and, and again, you need to be sort of on board with the direction that the organization's going and not try to alter its path uh, or take advantage of your role in the organization for selfish ends. That, that makes sense. And so the 10 Privileges Worksheet takes those and, and allows you know, me uh, to go in and, and uh, I can circle what, what excites me the most, which, uh, which excites me the least. I, I know that you know, the, the providing oversight, it's not necessarily that you know, I don't think that's important. It's just that I, I don't feel like it would be the best role for me within an organization. It just doesn't match who I am. Um, but there, there are other roles that, that would be a good fit, and um, and 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 so this worksheet allows me to to make decisions like that and see how I can uh, contribute within different common types of committees for for a nonprofit. Okay, so. Um, now let's talk about the actual process. So, so uh, recapping really quick, we, we've found the mission that we want to support within the community. Uh, we know how it can benefit us and how we can benefit uh, the uh, organizations that do fulfill that mission. Um, and, and from there, uh, we need to find the board for us and the board, uh, and, and, and the fit has to go both ways. Um, so let's 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 talk about that. Um, yeah, in, in terms of in terms of turning this idea of board service into action, what I would uh, uh, advise your listeners to do is simply test your passion and commitment, uh, uh, your passion for the mission, your commitment to it for the mission, and indeed for the organization you've selected that is uh, that is changing the world in the way you think best. You can simply volunteer. For the organization, you can directly do volunteer work, um, or you can serve as an outside member of a committee. Uh, non nonprofit organization committees, the really good ones, they've got committees that are made up of both board members and non-board members. Um, planning and fundraising committees for annual events make really good places to start. You know, if you uh, are passionate about uh, uh, breast cancer uh, uh, awareness, uh, prevention, and cure, you know, there are typically a lot of fun runs and 10Ks and so forth. Uh, there's gala fundraisers. 
a great way to really jump in and see if this is an organization you'd like to serve long term. And it would like, just be to help with planning one of those events. I like this as a, as a starting point and a way to test an organization because it has both a start and a stop. It's not, it's not volunteering for perpetual service. It's volunteering for, okay, well, I'm going to help you guys make this, this event as successful as possible. Um, and then you can make a decision after that first you know, project that you do with them, that first volunteer position, um, you know, whether you choose to engage further or whether you look for maybe a different organization doing a different mission or a similar mission. Um, that makes sense. So, so one of the best ways, if I, if I, if I found a, a nonprofit organization that I want to get started with, one of the best ways for me to get started, and I'm saying this for listeners as well, is simply to volunteer for something like a, a, an event committee or something like that. Yep, that's absolutely the case. And to find out what those volunteering opportunities are, in your local media, there typically are lists of these sort of things, uh, volunteer opportunities. Uh, uh, and uh, if, you, if you want to sort of volunteer virtually for an international nonprofit, idealist.org, so idealist.org, lists uh, director uh, opportunities, uh, 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 list organizations that are, that are looking for help. And locally, simply informal networking is a great way to get involved. Ask anyone you think might have some connection with the organization. And, and ultimately, you know, if there's an organization that you want to work for, you can pick up the phone, you can make a call, you can write an email, you can do whatever. Just, I shouldn't be afraid to get a hold of them, right? No, they will be really happy to hear from you. <laughs> This isn't, this isn't like cold calling to get an informational interview for, for a paid job. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, there's not going to be a lot of screening filters set up for a person who wants to volunteer her or his time for a nonprofit. Okay. Just call, tweet, LinkedIn <laughs> message. Probably don't select a carrier pigeon because that would take too long. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so one of the questions, and this is maybe... This this may be placed to the fact that if I volunteer within a, a committee, if I'm a, if I'm an outside committee member, um, this may set me up for this. But but if I'm just some person within the organization or with within the community, it's likely that I'm never going to get a call from some recruiting agent saying, "Hey, can you come help this nonprofit board?" Like. Will I ever be recruited? Should I sit around and wait um, to, for the right board opportunity to come to me just from what I do as a professional? Or do I need to do I need to take action? I mean, do I need to be reaching out to these folks? I mean, Roy, I would uh, I would suspect that your listeners have already identified themselves as people who don't sit around and wait <laughs> because, they listen to podcasts that are about going out and, and, and crushing it uh, uh, with their with their marketing efforts. Um, but but if a person is thinking about waiting around, I would just counsel her or him to not wait around. the 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 scale and number of our social challenges is rising every day. It's affecting you and the people you love every day. There is a place that you can make a meaningful, uh, measurable, sustainable difference 
right now and all you have to do is volunteer and say yes i do want to contribute to changing the world okay so it's all about raising my hand and saying hey i'm ready to i'm ready to take action not waiting around for for an opportunity to to come so um this this last worksheet in the workbook is the action plan um and this i i love this because this this whole workbook is really designed to 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 take you from idea to action and so this last page is really um well do you do you want to to walk through just how to fill out the action plan so that so that it will result in meaningful action sure i'd i'd love to i mean you always want to begin with the end in mind um, you want to you want to start with uh, your why, as uh, Simon Sinek uh, says. So imagine what you and your career and the nonprofit organization you've chosen to uh, uh, to serve, maybe your uh, your employer uh, if you have one, or the organization, the business that you own uh, if you own your own business. Imagine how all of those things will look, how they will have changed. Uh, when you've begun uh, developing your leadership skills through board service, so so look at that ideal future, make it make it really concrete and okay. bright and shiny. After that, you know, again, uh, uh, start with why. Uh, tell us why you want to achieve that future. What's that motivation that's going to keep you plugging away through? Uh, the challenges of uh, uh, making time to read that board packet, the challenge of making time to uh, attend the meeting, the challenge of making time to uh, to help plan um, a, a fundraiser, to go through uh, uh, applications to hire a new CEO for your nonprofit. What's going to keep you motivated? Write that down under your purpose statement. Okay, and then... Um, Thinking about that envisioned future, um, uh, be really specific about where you are right now, where the world is, where you are right now, and describe it in exact and honest detail. And that way you will be able to visualize the gap between yeah. the two, between where you are here and now and where you want to be there and then, all right? And that should suggest to you some specific action commitments that you need to make to get you uh, uh, from the here and now to the there and then. And one sort of ninja tip I'd share with you, don't plan forward from today, plan backward from your ideal future to be more effective in making those action plans. Interesting, interesting. I think that that's probably a good just general productivity rule or, or achieving your goal achievement rule is to plan backwards. I, I like that. Um, Okay, and then on on um, the the last page here is is the right board worksheet, and and folks can go through this on their own. But I just want to say that I thought this was a really cool addition because when I go into a business uh, in a consulting relationship, one of the most important things for me to do is to go in and, and kind of have a checklist of the questions that I want to ask and know what answers I'm going to receive. And what you've done here is you've given me, as somebody who's completely unfamiliar with the process of a board interview, and um, you've given me my set of questions to go in so that I can really get a good picture of, of, of what they need, what they do, and how I can help. Um, so is, do you have any specific 
recommendations about how to use this right board worksheet on page 12 beyond that? Or? Sure. What I would do is just, uh, uh, you know, your, uh, your listeners are going to have the PDF of uh, this document. Uh, I would just uh, uh, print just that page uh, five or so times and, and use it as a, as a quick thing to review before you go in for uh, talking with uh, a, a a sitting board member of an organization uh, or the the CEO of uh, of an organization you might want to serve about the prospect that you would volunteer to be a nonprofit director and just make sure to get all the questions that are important to you uh, answered to ensure that there is a good fit between your talents and strengths and the needs of the organization at this time. Excellent. Excellent. Well, this is this is awesome. Uh, within the PDF, there's obviously some contact information for you. Uh, there's a link to your website. Uh, there's your your Twitter handle, your email address. If folks want to get a hold of you directly, uh, they can go to your website and um, get copies of your books. Right now, the nonprofit book of awesome is available. Right, and the the leadership pairs for for mission impact will be available this year. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and if you're if you're just listening, uh, it's at johnfullwider.com, and um, it took me a little bit to make sure I was spelling it right when I first got to know you. Um, but so it's J O H N F U L W I D E R, uh, all one word, lowercase uppercase doesn't matter for this. But johnfullwider.com, um, and the link is below the interview as well if you're listening on the website. And for those of you who are getting tired of typing, a much easier to spell and easier to remember URL is RoyFur.com, R-O-Y-F-U-R-R.com. Go there often. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I, I feel like, you know, just just personally, this is something where, where well, I heard somebody else say this. Um, the idea of the the idea of giving back to the community is something that that never really resonated with me because it feels like you know it implies that I was taking something from the community where in my both in in my 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 professional career and in what I, what I want to do I just want to do good like I don't want to take things away I try and give things to the community in every way possible uh, even when it is for profit for me. Um, but when, but this is really about doing good in the world. You know, I, I do well for myself in my private business, but I also want to do good in the world and for my community like you. I actually plan to live in Lincoln. I've lived elsewhere, um, but, but I'm happy to be back in Lincoln, and I plan to live here for the rest of my life, uh, unless I follow my grandparents' path, path and retire on a sailboat. You know, not a lot of places to sail in, in Lincoln, you know, on a 32-foot sailboat. But... <laughs> um, but, but I love this because it's about that concept, how entrepreneurs today or professionals or whatever can do good in the world. Uh, I don't have to wait for later. And I think that's a good, good message from this. And, 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 and there are benefits to starting today, right? Absolutely. You know, the, uh, the takeaway point, if I uh, might offer one, is that you, you can do well by doing good and you can do well while doing good, you know, when you've identified with integrity the, the mission whose organization you're genuinely passionate about and you've matched your leadership strengths and talents and your, your domain knowledge and your specific skills to the needs of an organization, you can do well for the organization you're serving and you can do well by yourself because you'll be developing leadership skills that you can apply to achieving greater success 
in your own work as well. Awesome. Well, to all my listeners, thank you again for listening to another uh, Live with Roy interview. And to John, uh, thank you very much for for being our guest and, and sharing all this wonderful information today. Thanks for having me, Roy. It's been a delight and a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you. Hey there, this is Roy Fur, and I just want to say thank you for tuning in to another Live with Roy interview. If you haven't already joined us, I encourage you to drop everything and go to www.livewithroy.com. Join us today and you'll get first priority notification when new interviews are posted and ready for you to listen. This is the single best way for you to get access to all the new interviews I post with the world's leading experts on information marketing and publishing, internet marketing, copywriting, selling, business success, and a whole lot more. I'll even send you a free gift by email right away when you join now. It costs you nothing but your name and email address, and the content you'll get could be transformational to your life and business. All you have to do is go to www.livewithroy.com and join us now. Again, that's www.livewithroy.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you again soon.